0: Beloved
1: Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us stand and affirm the promise that is related to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be at this holy place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. Allow your inheritance in the name of the covenant of blood to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break the chains of all evil and sin that holds us captive. May in this service be cursed all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, Premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, ignorance, covetousness, all of this, let it depart from the tents of your holy people and stand, O Lord, on the place of your rest, you in the ark of your greatness. And may your saints be clothed in your redemption, and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit. Allow us to discover your shining countenance. I lay this service in your divine arms. Guide it with your uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.
2: сердце высушит сной. У воды я от жажды погибну, если нет Иисуса со мной.
3: And so before we continue to submerge into the inheritance of God, the imperishable, pure, kept for us,
0: one that is impossible to be able to understand
3: in full because it's a depth that has no bottom. However, the unchanging epigraph of our study of the Word of God in Jesus Christ in Luke, is Luke 24:44. Then Jesus said to his disciples, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And for us as partakers of the Body of Christ to share with Christ the fulfillment of all that is written about him in Scripture, we shall continue our study of our collaboration with the Holy Spirit and what is necessary to be done from our side so that we can receive the right to the power to put off our former way of life so we can put on the new form of life. Ephesians 4.22-24 that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. To fulfill this command we need to utilize as we know three charging and fundamental verbs and these are to put off, be renewed and put on. And to confirm the given promise, which is in status a requirement, a required commandment, as well as our purpose, we will read another place of scripture, one of many where the same author in a bit of a a different format speaks of the same truth, calling us to take off the old man with his deeds so we can after put on the new man. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Colossians 3, 8-14 We've noted that your decision regarding these three destiny-affecting actions will put off To put off, be renewed, and put on will determine whether you transform yourself into a vessel of mercy or vessel of wrath, or more specifically, will the accomplishing of our salvation come to pass that is given to us in the format of a guarantee, or will we lose it forever, and in result our names be forever blotted out of the book of life, although they may have been written there at one time. In a specific format, we have already looked at the first two questions and have been studying the following question. What conditions do we need to fulfill so that by the means of an already renewed mind we begin the process of dressing ourselves into the power of our new person that is created in accordance to God, in Christ Jesus, in righteousness and holy truth?
0: This is one of the
3: unique and unusual truths that i believe is revealed to the chosen by god flock remnant all over the face of the world these are the last days the last times where this truth begins to mean something and sound differently not just as some kind of slogan but as a goal as a purpose that captures the mind, the heart, the soul, the spirit, the body, and attracts it there. And we know that when we speak of clothing ourselves into the power of our new person that contains the power of the resurrection of Christ in the all armor of light, we've concluded that we need God's help. To be able to be dressed, we need God's help in the form of his redeeming mercy. This is to put on the new man and to cast off the old and the renewing of our mind. We need God's help in the form of his redeeming mercy. The means of receiving any kind of help in the form of the inheritance of the mercies of God is the weaponry of prayer or worship in spirit and in truth as prayer isn't just a man's means of communicating with God but also a kind of legal and sacral right that a man gives heaven, a tool that activates the given law of God. Man gives heaven this right so that heaven may intervene upon the territory of earth. Relevant here is one of the prayers of David written in the 143rd Psalm. This Psalm very clearly opens for us the conditions, the grounds upon which a person is called to prepare a legal foundation for God so that God would intervene his mercy into our life intervene also within the boundaries of those aspects that we rule over and that we carry responsibility for before god this is that psalm that we have been studying and has been the subject of our study let's submerge into the beauty and the greatness of this psalm i trust that it has become our common prayer i pray this prayer at home i just proclaim so so that I can be a partaker of this prayer, a part of it, to dress myself into the new person. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications, in your faithfulness, answer me and in your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. I trust that these were not Gentiles or people of the flesh or even the unclean people who surrounded David, but his personal uncrucified nature, it is the only one that can crush our life to the ground. And cause us to be experiencing these things. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the works of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies, in you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, for your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Psalm 143, 1 through 12. For David, as well as for us, to hear the mercy of God early, that means, when it says early, to hear the resurrection of God to be renewed by the spirit of our mind to hear the resurrection because in, the, in death we can't hear mercy. Even in the death of Christ, mercy is in the resurrection in the renewance. We, as David, needed to present to God legal grounds and a specific right, and such evidence in this prayer, as we already know, are ten unique-in-their-nature arguments, identifying the right to enter the presence of God founded upon the laws of God, which is also His word, that came out of His mouth, this word God has magnified above all His name, and this word He willingly submits to as he became a servant of his own word. Specifically, these ruling and mighty words of God converted into promises and commandments for man, David presented to God as the consistency of his heart, saying to God, hear me in your faithfulness and your righteousness. Faithfulness and righteousness that once came out of the mouth of God were abiding in David's heart, he lived with them. Hear me because I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. Hear me because I spread out my hands to you. Hear me, for in you do I trust. Hear me because I lift up my soul to you. Hear me because in you I take shelter. Hear me, for you are my God. Hear me for your name's sake. Hear me for your righteousness' sake. And hear me, for I am your servant. In the previous services, we had already studied the nature of the first argument that abided in David's heart. This was evidence that faithfulness and righteousness abided in David's heart. This served as legal grounds for God, giving God the ability to hear David, and to stand on the side of David in his difficulties or oppositions against his enemies, and stopped to study the second argument. This, and I want to remind us that all these 10 arguments, they are in each other, come one from the other, uh, complete one the other, strengthen one the other, and are uh, identification of one the other. And so they are within each other. And it cannot be that this one argument there's more of one and less of another. There's a surprising balance of all all of these. The second argument is the presented by David evidence that in his heart the memories of the days of old were imprinted and all the deeds that God had done in those old days. Based on the revelation of the Holy Spirit we began to study the form of the evidence in the breastplate of judgment of the high priest. This is a unique and continual memorial before god identifying with itself continual prayer we've talked about that in scripture there are a lot of things that are a memory for god for the lord for example the lord remembered noah and the lord remembered abraham if you pay attention this wasn't a continual memory there was a time This was a memory that he remembers them at a specific moment or time. But we're looking at the memory that is continual. It is continually before his eyes. And this is the continual prayer. And we know that the breastplate of judgment was created and served only one item. This was the unification of the urim and the thummim within the heart of a man the presence of which allowed God to hear man and allowed man to hear God. Therefore, to be heard by God in the revelations of his urim, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, it was necessary to keep within your mind the works of God that he had done in the days of old, which is his thummim, the teaching of Jesus Christ that came in the flesh. The breastplate of judgment as a continual memorial before God is a sacral symbol of the format of continual prayer, providing God grounds to fulfill his will upon planet Earth. Therefore, prayer that does not satisfy the requirements Requirements and characteristics of the breastplate of judgment does not have the right to be called prayer. And further, a person praying such a prayer does not have the right to be called a warrior in prayer if his prayers are not in accordance to or satisfy the requirements of the breastplate of judgment. Therefore also
0: he will not be able to
3: approach God as an intercessor. That doesn't mean God absolutely doesn't hear a person we're talking about a priest god does not hear a priest if he doesn't come to him with the component of continual prayer this breastplate of judgment god can hear a person out of the boundaries of the temple the people of the flesh are not able to enter the temple of the lord he can hear them as hagar and he remembered and the lord remembered abraham and heard hagar for the sake of Abraham and Ishmael because he promised Abraham that he would save Ishmael he spoke with Hagar. <clears throat> if the Lord sometimes responds uh, uh, to some to people, they sometimes begin to uh,
4: talk about it and tell everybody.
3: The Lord responded. The Lord responded to me. Are you in the temple or out of the boundaries of it, like Hagar was? Here we're studying a warrior in prayer, an intercessor, a person dressed into the garments of the pri- uh, garments of a priest, a king, and a priest. Who has the right to approach and enter into the presence of God? And if a priest enters in without the breastplate of judgment or the garments of the pr- and the garments of the priest, God will not hear our prayer.
0: Without these components, God will not hear our prayer.
3: And only the format of continual prayer presented in the breastplate of the high priest gives us the right to come close to God and enter into the holy place as a king and a priest to God to present intercession that pursues the interests of his will. People of the flesh will never pursue God's will. He'll say, Lord, he or she will say, Lord, it it hurts. Lord, heal my mom. Heal my wife. They pray about their relatives, about their family, about themselves. But people that are garmented into these uh, garments of a priest they pray that God's will be fulfilled they do not present their needs they present this need as God's will they say Lord I know that your will consists of my children being saved I want to fulfill your will may my children be saved I know that your will consists of me being healthy Or me being well, may healing come that you have placed upon my account in Jesus Christ so that your will be fulfilled. If you pay attention from the position of the will of God and not from the position that I need this, you know my situation and you need to help me
0: and here's how Apostle Paul presents the nature
3: of the breastplate of judgment symbolizing continual prayer in his books. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Colossians 4.2. Continuing earnestly in prayer identifies a joyously burning lamp, identifying the condition of the righteous heart of a man. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. Proverbs 13.9. This word be put out if If you look in hebrew that means being it's uh, uprooted or self-destructs the unclean self-destroy or self-destruct they were once holy and their light uh, burned brightly joyously but then they began to destroy themselves because they did not They were not satisfied with the position and place in the body of Christ that they had and began to confront God to take the position that did not belong to them and to take this place they began to uh, pour mud upon the person that is in that position instead of fulfilling their own role and be a helper.
0: The order in which the
3: breastplate of judgment was built identified and enjoined the demands of spirit and truth that we in our heart needed to possess and be in accordance to. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. John 4:23, 24. If the building order of the Breastplate of Judgment is interfered in any way this identifies the nature of the heart of the worshipper, the Breastplate of Judgment loses its nature and its purpose. The breastplate of judgment identifies the state again of the heart of a worshiper. Worshipping the Father in spirit and in truth includes not peddling with the truth when pursuing the goals that God has placed in scripture, as people have done at all times and many do today, because of their stiff neck and to benefit their greed and hypocrisy. For we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God we speak in the sight of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.17. In the Septuagint, that is our translation, the breastplate of judgment is called the sign of justice, as by the means of the urim and the thummim that is contained in the breastplate of judgment, God revealed to man his judgments. Symbolically, the breastplate of judgment identifies a conscience of a man purified from dead works, upon the tablets of whom, just as a sign it, in the twelve names of the patriarchs the teaching of Jesus Christ that came in the flesh is imprinted.
0: And you know that the temple uh, was rectangular,
3: but the breastplate of judgment was squared. A square it symbolizes perfection, but the, bro- uh, the priest carried perfection upon his chest. This is continual prayer that was to be done upon the conditions and laws of God, presenting God's interests.
0: Это образ учения Иисуса Христа, пришедшего во плоти. В судном на перстнике в 12 именах был заключен. A conscience purified of dead works with imprinted faithfulness and
3: righteousness upon its tablets is called to give God the right to function in them and through them upon planet Earth. In a specific format, we have already looked at the measurements and nature of materials with which the breastplate of judgment was built, that we are called to be in accordance to within our spirit, and stop to study the next requirement that shows you shall put settings of stones into this already formed uh, breastplate. Four rows of stones, serdius, topaz and emerald, this is the first row, second row is turquoise, sapphire and diamond, third row jacinth, agate and amethyst, and fourth row barrel, onyx and jasper. They shall be set in gold settings. And the stone shall have the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engraving of a signet, each one with its own name, they shall be according to the twelve tribes. Exodus twenty-eight, seventeen 17-21. And we know that every one of these precious stones demonstrated a specific name of God or His title. we've noted that the 12 golden settings is the authority, rule and order of the word of God contained in the teaching of Jesus Christ that came in the flesh that we as worshippers of God are called to present within the foundation of our continual prayer the 12 settings is the truth, it's the word of God the 12 precious stones with engraved upon them as a signet names of the sons of Israel is a symbol and format of our continual prayer presenting the perfect judgments of God From this, we can see that it wasn't the golden settings being the truth of the word of God that were adjusted in measurement and configuration to fit the precious stones, but the precious stones themselves being our prayers are the ones that were adjusted and configured to fit the golden settings of truth. Apostle Paul spoke about this. We do not pervert the truth. We don't peddle with the truth as so many do. Many uh, adjust the truth to fit their thoughts. They fit, they try to adjust the, the truth to fit their opinion. If they want to drink, they look for places of scripture and interprets them, uh, corrects them in such a way uh uh, to fit his uh, his desire, to meet his desire. When it says when it says not to drink, that means not to be satisfied with not to drink. <clears throat>
0: and so when it says to drink it's
3: not just not to drink, it's not to to take in at all do not drink uh, wine from which can be dissipation, do not be satisfied with it or be satisfied drinking it uh, but be filled with the Spirit
0: there are not other places of scripture that would
3: allow people to drink but this one place is where they present evidence that they can. These doctors, so-called of theology, say that they drink an entire glass before dinner and preach. Uh, uh, what could be a controlled type of drinking? Anyone who drinks will go to hell. Priests, as priests, it's written they are not to enter the temple they're not supposed to drink or uh, wine or strong dr- or strong drink so they not die you know why the first two priests died
0: because they thought as today drinkers
3: do that drinking little is okay drinking a little bit. They went into the temple and uh, with their drunk head, they got this idea that w- that what if we take a regular fire? there were a lot of fires out, out of the temple. Uh, a lot of people sat uh, at, at fires outside of the temple. And so they wanted to test the difference between that the fire from the altar and the fire from outside of the temple. And they took that fire and entered the temple, and God destroyed them. This was a profane fire. There's a difference between the fire that comes from heaven upon the altar and continually was uh, uh, kept uh, burning or required upkeep. There's a difference between our emotions and feelings, which are... People inspire, and and then they say, oh, this is the power of God. And there's a difference between the true power of God comes upon men that controls your feelings and leads them.
0: It is important not to adjust your
3: prayers. or or adjust the word to your prayers, but your prayers be adjusted to the word. Continual prayer in the twelve precious stones of the breastplate of judgment with the twelve names is, as we know, a persisting prayer.
0: Sometimes people say, a persisting prayer is a prayer in
3: tongues and fasting. No, persisting prayer is a prayer that is continual, that does not stop. That's a persisting prayer. Because there you pray, however you may pray two, three hours, six hours, but you stop praying. But this prayer does not stop.
0: Do you know what it means? When water
3: uh, drops and doesn't stop and drops in the same spot, it will break through any place even metals imagine water water can even make a hole in any metals. If that water drips for a long time in that same spot, continual prayer is something unimaginable that will break hell. The devil says you can pray as much as you want, gather, and pray for six hours, pray in tongues, and the devil encourages kind of behavior. But it's, it, there's no use if you don't have the truth in your heart. They People think that
0: uh,
3: that if they do this and they say the Holy Spirit is praying, it is your pr- spirit that prays in tongues. When it says praying with the Holy, uh, praying by the Holy Spirit is not the correct translation. You pray with your spirit. It's like saying I'm going to pray by my uh, by my wife or, or using my wife. I will pray. In the original, it says. You pray with the Holy Spirit, not by the Holy Spirit or using the Holy Spirit. You're going to pray with the Holy Spirit. Praying with the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit, witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God and so when i pray alone then this is not the true witnessing the holy spirit is given to us so that we can allow him to pray together with us pursuing the will of god to be israel to be a warrior in prayer so we pray not using the holy spirit but praying with him And there's a big difference. The Holy Spirit will pray with us when we place before ourselves a goal that we understand, that it's in accordance to the will of God. But when a person does not understand the goal, he doesn't know why he came, let us just come here and pray three hours in tongues. This is good upon the condition that you have the right goal.
0: To cast off the old man, to be renewed by the spirit of your mind, and put
3: on the new man.
0: And now let's pray in tongues. And with the mind too, because if we pray only in tongues, then our mind will be without fruit, or fruitless. But God has
3: redeemed our mind as well. You need to not forget that you need to pray with the spirit and pray your spirit and pray with your mind and so when i pray my spirit prays the mind remains fruit
0: uh, without fruit So so you have to pray with the holy spirit again and so we've understood that continual prayer, this is a persisting prayer that in its intercession presents the interests of the will of God and does not sway away or step
3: away from the goal until what is asked for is received. Building of the breastplate of judgment within our heart is revealed as building the kingdom of heaven in the image of the tree of life. This is a symbol of the tree of life. Growing the tree of life within our heart.
0: The kingdom of heaven or the tree of
3: life is building yourself up into a new person, created in in accordance to God in righteousness and holy truth, into a spiritual house and a holy priesthood. With this, we note that all the beauty and order of the temple was created for one holy item and served that one item. This was the golden ark of the covenant. The same thing with the ephod of the high priest, with the connected to it breastplate of judgment. It was created for and served only one holy item. This item very accurately was called to duplicate and fulfill the function of the golden ark. This was the Urim and the Thummim, because the golden ark of the covenant as well as the breastplate of judgment symbolized from different angles and with various purposes the conscience of a man cleansed from dead works.
0: The Urim and Thummim in Hebrew means light and perfection, light and the right, or revelation and truth.
3: The Ten Commandments inside the Ark of the Covenant is the truth, symbolizing Christ. He is the Word of God. He is the truth. And this truth in the breastplate of judgment is the Thummim, symbolizing the teaching of Christ. The light revelation that a person could receive at the lid of the Ark, the mercy seat, is the Urim in the breastplate of judgment, which is the Holy Spirit again. Therefore, a worshiper of God is a person who has a wise heart upon the tablets of whom the truth in the form of the Thummim is imprinted, within the boundaries of which the Urim in the form of the Holy Spirit could reveal the mysteries of the Thummim.
0: I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted
3: artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you Exodus 31 6 to make a tabernacle to build yourself into a tabernacle you need to have a wise heart you need to have within yourself the truth because wisdom is truth we note that the friendship of the Thummim and Urim in the heart of a person is a unification of the two formats of wisdom which state that the carrier of the Thummim and the Urim are true worshippers of God, and possess,
0: which is the most amazing, they possess the immune system
3: of the Holy Spirit. And of Levi, he said, let your Thummim and your urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Massa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who say of his father and mother, I have not seen them, nor did he acknowledge his brothers, or know his own children, for they have observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on your altar. Bless this substance, Lord, and accept the works of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, that they rise not again. Deuteronomy 33, 8 through 11. And so speaking this prophecy, Moses confirmed this law. And now everyone that stretches his hand and attempts to control or pervert the words of the people that are binded to the Holy Spirit and are led by the Holy Spirit because Levi is when binded to God,
0: Practically, Practically, they they attempt to confront the Holy Spirit. Spirit. There's not forgiveness for such.
4: If
3: they understand, of course, what they're doing, and they know you can't do it and are doing it anyway. In a specific format, we have already looked at five qualities of a warrior in prayer in the first five precious stones of the breastplate of judgment, by which God was able to continuously reveal his will upon planet Earth and stopped to study the sixth quality and the precious diamond stone. We know now that the sixth name carved upon the precious stone of the breastplate of judgment upon the tablets of our heart is the name of the sixth son of Jacob, Naphtali, which means wrestler, one who prevails in prayer. And Rachel's maid Bila conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, with great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and indeed I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali, Genesis 37, 8
0: one who prevails God took
3: this meaning one who prevails in prayer and one who is able to prevail is one who allows the Holy Spirit to pray with him and for this Jacob received the name Israel a warrior in prayer a person who allows God to pray together with him against the powers of hell that confront him in fulfilling the will of God (coughs)
0: Looking at the name
3: of God presented in the precious diamond stone according to the Jewish rabbinate, this name is El-Hai in Hebrew, which when translated means God is alive. Therefore, according to the definition of the name Naftali upon the precious diamond stone, we conclude that the function of the sixth principle as a format of continual prayer is a right and our ability to allow the Holy Spirit to abide with us in our prayer battles against the powers of hell, which confront us when we fulfill the will of God by the name of the living God. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King and at, his wrath the earth will tremble and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. Jeremiah 10.10. The name of the living God is a format of an oath
0: and the category of
3: the nation that had not learned to swear by the living God or swore falsely were utterly destroyed. And it shall be, if they will learn carefully the ways of my people to swear by my name as the Lord lives, as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they shall be established in the midst of my people. But if you do not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, says the Lord, Jeremiah twelve sixteen seventeen, 17. So to not be plucked up and destroyed by the wrath of the living God, it is necessary to learn the ways of the nation of God. To swear by the name of God El Hai or by the Living God.
0: <clears throat> these
3: ways are the paths. These ways that allow us to swear by the name of the Living God are the paths and commandments and statutes of God. The condition that gives us the right to learn the ways or the paths of God's commandments and statutes to swear by the name of the living God is the thirst to know them Psalm 19 32 through 35 I will run the course of your commandments for you shall enlarge my heart teach me O lord the way of your statutes and I shall keep it to the end give me understanding and I shall keep your law indeed I shall observe it with my whole heart make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it
4: in Hebrew the name of
3: God a uh, living our living God, el Hai means one who abides, one who is, one with unconditional authority. Defining a Genesis, creating the Genesis, holding the Genesis, keeping the Genesis, ruling over the Genesis, and commander and Lord of the Genesis. Deuteronomy 10 20 and 21. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him and to him, you shall hold fast and take oath in his name. <clears throat> it's, not, it's not possible to swear by the name of the living God if you don't
0: have fear. The, fear of the Lord. If we serve something else, not just God,
3: And if we have not held fast to him or cling to him, clearly it shows the prerogatives. First, you shall fear the Lord your God, and this fear of the Lord will allow allow us to serve him and allow us to hold fast to him and take oath in his name. He is your praise and he is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Deuteronomy 10 20 20, and 21. The power of a warrior in prayer contained within the virtue of the name of the living God is called to present the unlimited power of God over the genesis and allotted by him for us time and boundaries. Therefore it is necessary for us to take a look at and determine what goal God has in his intentions when he urges and calls his children to become warriors in prayer. Also in what way and upon what conditions is God able and desires to give man the right to become a warrior in prayer prayer, so that man may present the interests of God and implement his inheritance in God. Per the definitions provided in Scripture, to be a warrior in prayer is the lawful and privileged inheritance of holy men of all days. This is their primary or first most purpose that is revealed in their calling to trample upon uncleanness and the unclean in their prayer battles, where they will need to trample upon the unclean as dirt in the streets. This is one of the greatest positions that is gifted by God to man, in which a person becomes a king and a priest to God and is seen by God as a brilliant stone or the diamond stone with the name of Naphtali. Not being a king and a priest to God, in the virtues of which a person receives the unique ability and right to reign with his informational organ over his emotional organ, it is impossible to be and remain a warrior in prayer a warrior in prayer are people of faith these are not people of emotion they are not led by their emotions they lead their emotions they don't say I feel they say I know in whom I believe I know that the Lord is with me
0: even if you will
3: send them to hell and they'll be in hell they'll say the Lord lives before whom I stand I will not give up my redemption
0: the informational
3: organ is called to reign over the emotional aspect of the soul. This is the renewed mind of man, renewed by the mind of Christ. Only by the mind of Christ can you rule and lead your emotions into the direction of God's will.
0: The prayer of a warrior in prayer
3: is a sacral or holy mystery that has an unearthly genesis. Specifically, the format of prayer, satis- prayer satisfies the requirements of the breastplate of judgment called to identify the
0: perfection of God and man.
3: By its nature, the genesis of prayer as well as the genesis of God does not have a beginning and an end. Prayer is the language of God, identifying the essence of God, the word of God, and the genesis of God. Prayer has always been the mystery of God as it has always existed in, in his presence, as his golden scepter of favor, which he stretched forth to the one who would ask
0: ...саптворение его
3: воли. And seeking his face and performing his will this is the son of God and the Holy Spirit they uh, continually seek the will of God tremble and wait
0: and allowed uh, or provided
3: a foundation or grounds for God so that he may speak his words and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters and when it says hovered that means he trembled he hung he hungered for he waited for uh, God to speak he penetrated that Mystery, and he was waiting for it to reveal. He, as and as soon as the Lord spoke, the Holy Spirit did or fulfilled the words that were spoken and brought life to the planet Earth. To this planet Earth, not a single other planet is living, it is dead.
0: If you find water there,
3: it will also be dead.
0: Only upon planet Earth are all the minerals
3: alive and, alive and living in the life. that's why they call it the Sorry, mineral life.
0: Mineral life the,
4: the herbal life
0: and so on and so
3: important. forth. <clears throat> if however anyone dared come to God upon his own personal conditions not being called into his presence then God's golden scepter of favor will not be stretched out to the one asking this prayer will not be heard and so the prayer of such a person Again, is unheard. If this would have happened in the temple physically and a person who was not called to God came in not having the garments of, of, priests, of a priest and the position of a priest, God would have killed them there physically at the time of the temple. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, he hears Him. John 9, 31. The right to come close to and stand before God in prayer is the exclusive prerogative of God. No one will be able to or will dare by themselves to come close to or approach God, the God that desires to abide in darkness, mystery, and the unapproachable light. God gave us the opportunity to enter into this unapproachable light.
0: In what way?
3: Jeremiah 30, 21, 22. Their nobles shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. Then I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach me. For who is this who pledged his heart to approach me, says the Lord? You shall be my people, and I will be your God.
0: Therefore,
3: looking at this prophecy, to come close to and approach God is the task of one governor that will come from the nation seed of Abraham. This is the only begotten Son of God in the status of the Son of Man, in whom and by whom anyone born from God and seeking God would be able to approach and enter into His presence. In Jesus Christ and by Christ can you enter God's presence. Jesus taught that everything you ask, ask in my name, and you will receive, because only in my name can you approach me, by my name, can you, using my name, can you approach the Lord, the Father, the name of Jesus Christ. According to the revelations written in scripture, our prayer and the quality of a warrior in prayer, identifying by the virtue virtue of the brilliant diamond stone, we're not here just looking at the diamond stone. We're looking at all twelve stones. And this prayer,
0: this uh,
3: continual prayer, needs this uh, worri- uh, prayer of a warrior. And prayer needs to be continual, persistent, diligent, with boldness, with reverence, with faith of your heart, with thanksgiving, with joy, in the fear of the Lord, in the Holy Spirit, or. Prayer praying in tongues. In the previous service, we in a specific format have already looked at seven components of continual prayer and stopped to study the eighth component, this is the fruit of joy. We've noted that the fruit of joy in the heart identifies the state of a heart of a warrior in prayer as well as the quality of his prayer. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones, Proverbs 17:22. Therefore, one of the signs by which we need to determine the presence of joy that comes from above will be a merry heart that will serve as a medicinal substance healing and restoring and repairing our faith and our trust in God. A merry heart will make a person so strong he will trust God wherever you may put him. Whatever may happen to him whatever loss he may experience he will trust God. A broken spirit is a symbol of a hard heart that is directed by the pride of his unrenewed mind where there is an absence of an atmosphere of upright joy, one depriving God of grounds or foundation to do good and heal heal this person. We conclude that in scripture the quality or character that is included in the word joy as with the previous qualities is prescribed in prayer as a commandment, as a decree and order and as an urgent military command that is to be fulfilled without deviation if this order is not fulfilled the verdict is death or final split or break from God. Apostle Jude concluded this shor- his short book to the Church of Christ gave the quality of joy its own elevation and rank as an integral part of salvation in Christ Jesus. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, Jude 1.24. <coughs>
0: mm. So, mm. only with, by exceeding joy by...
3: He will present us before His glory. Looking at the above-mentioned place of Scripture, we conclude that, for God, fault or blemish in joy is an absence of a foundation, keeping us from stumbling into perdition to present us before His glory. The glory of God abides exclusively in the atmosphere of upright joy and is an expression of this upright joy. Blemishes or sin in joy, in accordance to Scripture, is a stain and flaw, revealing impurity, abomination, and deceit. A person who has not rid himself of such blemishes blemishes and joy, as well as in all of his other characteristics, will not be allowed in heaven. But there shall by no means enter anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, Revelations 21:27). Those who do not have blemishes, determining the wellspring of unearthly joy and the existing in this joy, natural qualities, we conclude that upright joy in prayer can come only from an upright heart of a man. The heart expresses this upright joy and our our words and our actions manifest this state of upright joy. If within our heart we will abide within the atmosphere of upright joy, then our prayer will express this joy. We need to differentiate earthly or regular joy from joy that is supernatural. The supernatural joy has its distinctive roots in God, its distinctive wellspring in God, and its distinctive genesis in God. And I would say even distinctive taste or scent. By themselves, the two natures of joy are two programs that come from different nature springs, God and the fallen cherubim. The heart of a man is a programmable system, and that nature of joy to which man gives his consideration or preference dresses him and rules in his
0: essence. <clears throat> and if we consider or prefer
3: earthly joy, then it from one side will be the means we measure our relationship with God and from the other side will be suppressing and oppressing supernatural joy if we will consider the joy that comes from above, then it also will be the means by which we measure our relationship with God, due to its supernaturalism unearthly joy is not able to be experienced or felt upon the level of our physical abilities and unlike worldly joy it isn't a kind of emotion or a kind of feeling that lifts your mood. Supernatural joy is a kind of discipline of the mind and heart, which creates peace in the heart of a man, as well as balances, controls, and leads our feelings. And so when it leads our feelings, then they also can experience this unearthly joy. This can only happen in the moment when our feelings will be restrained with the discipline of the renewed mind and will of man. Then our feelings will be able to experience the good and medicine of the joyful heart, which is the wellspring of unearthly joy directed towards eternal life therefore upright joy as a component of prayer is the confessions of the faith of the heart confessing who god is to us in christ jesus and what god has done for us in christ jesus and such confessions of the faith of the heart in power will be equal to the power of the words that come out of the mouth of god turning our attention to the unique wisdom of scripture in defining unearthly joy we've decided to look at the virtues of upright joy only within the heart of a man born from the imperishable seed of the word of truth a within Christ. The example and criteria identifying the quality and nature of upright joy is God himself. Therefore, this upright joy is not only the quality of God and the atmosphere in which God abides, it is also one of His glorious names by which He triumphs over His enemies.
4: Psalm
3: 43, 4, 5, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and on the harp I will praise you, O God my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God.
0: The soul is, and emotions
3: are disquieted, they are disturbed, and you need to, he speaks to his own soul, he says, why are you disquieted within me? Trust upon the Lord, for I shall praise him yet not feelings. And so a restrained horse, restrained feelings, will go wherever the rider wants to go and not where the horse wants to go. A horse, when he's not restrained, then the horse goes wherever he wants and not where the rider wants to go. And after the rider ends up on the ground, cast off. And to determine the essence of supernatural joy as well as the conditions that we need to fulfill to grow and demonstrate its virtue in our prayer, As the fruit of prayer, we have been looking at four aspects, defining the essence and purpose of the fruit of joy, the price of obtaining and expressing the fruit of joy, keeping and developing the fruit of joy, and the fruits and rewards for demonstrating upright joy in prayer. In a specific format, we have already looked at the first two questions, therefore we'll immediately turn to look at the third question. What conditions do we need to fulfill to keep and increase the fruit of upright joy in prayer? First component contained in keeping and developing the fruit of upright joy in prayer is the sanctification of our all-capturing redemption, capturing the spirit, soul, and body.
0: I will read a place of scripture,
3: Isaiah 44, 23. Sing, O heaven, for the Lord has done it. Shout, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains. O forest and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Isaiah 44:23. This command that mentions the heavens and the depths and the mountains and forests are of course symbolic things where we see the redemption of god in jacob and the glorifying of god in israel jacob and israel that are presented in heaven
0: when it's showing the heavens,
3: the parts, the lower parts of the earth, Jacob is the one that allowed God to take part in, in, in battling with him in prayer against his old self, his old nature, which symbolized his elder brother at the time. And Israel is the symbol of this very same person who overcame in prayer and overcame his sinful nature or cast off this old nature with his deeds. And so in this, this symbolic place of scripture in the redemption of jacob we will see ourselves in the death of the lord jesus and the praising of god in israel we will see in the resurrection of the lord jesus or dressing ourselves into the new person created in accordance to god in christ jesus when we're looking at singing shouting and breaking forth, we see the redemption of the human spirit, soul, and body in the death of the Lord Jesus and the praising of the spirit, soul, and body in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And to be able to do this, we will look at three metaphors where we see the heavens the depths of the ground the depths of the earth we see three metaphors singing shouting and breaking forth the format of singing belongs to the redemption of the human spirit the format of shouting belongs to the redemption of the human soul and the format of breaking forth belongs to the redemption of the human body every one of these formats is a confession of the faith of the heart that has a goal where a person has uh, shows obedience to to the will of God, from the spirit, soul, and body, the redemption of heaven is the redemption of the spirit of man, which is a symbol of the firmament in the midst of the waters, that separates the water that is under the firmament, and from the, separates the water from, under the firmament from the water that is above the firmament. God called the firmament heaven, and separated the water that is above it and under it. (coughs) The water that is under the firmament on earth itself is the symbol of the teaching of Jesus Christ. And the water that is above the firmament is the symbol of the Holy Spirit that is called to reveal the mysteries of the teaching of Christ. As we've already read, And I indeed have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have commanded you. Exodus 31.6
0: we know that the Holy Spirit
3: is called water, and the Word of God is also called water. Jesus said, "Of the water, who is thirsty, come for, come to me and drink." And he talked about water flowing as the river of life flowing from us. <clears throat> The, at the Samaritan uh, to the Samaritan woman at the well, he talked about a different water. He said, "The water that I will give him, will a person will never become thirsty again, and this water will flow into eternal life." And she said. Lord, give me this water, and He gave her this water. It's talking about water, the teaching of Jesus Christ. There, water, and here, water. But this water that was under the firmament, and that other water is above the firmament of the heaven, that is in in the heavens. The phrase that they make make all that I have commanded you is the result of the collaboration of man and God, where the wisdom of God in the revelations of the Holy Spirit receives a foundation to collaborate with the wisdom of man that abides in the heart of a man in the format of the truth that is the elementary teaching of Christ as it is written in our
0: translation
3: <laughs> let us leave the elementary teachings and and going going on to perfection But in the original it says, not leaving, but keeping keeping with yourself this elementary teaching of Christ, we will go on to perfection. We will dress ourselves into this elementary teaching and go on to perfection. If we won't see this in the original, then we will continue to think that, oh, these are just the first, this is the elementary things, we will leave this, I'm a Christian for many years, I don't need it anymore. But it's written that we dress ourselves, garment ourselves into the first, into the uh, elementary teaching of Christ and then it talks about the in the in all its teachings and all its forms. The tool of collaboration is the format of the confession of the faith of the heart that reveals itself in the singing of, ha- of singing or celebration. Here's what it means to sing in celebration. It's to bring joy to the heart of the Father, to be joyful and calm in the redemption of God. Look to the redemption of God that is in the heavenly host upon the firmament to be car- a carrier and demonstrator of redemption. As he told Abraham, look at the stars of the heaven, how many children you will have. This is a, a, a promise of God. Children are fruit. It's talking about our spiritual children. These are the promises of God, they cannot be counted.
0: The uh, theologians say that there's about 3,000 promises of
3: God in the Bible. This isn't true. The promises are as much as the stars in the sky. That's the promises of God, how many they are? there are.
4: Then he brought him
3: out and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 15, 15 5 through 6. When we receive into our spirit the promises of God that we hear, we accept them. They may physically not be seen. They have not transformed into physical things. But we already have this hope, and in the treasury of this hope, we have this promise, and it is within our heart, within our spirit, these are our heavens. Redemption of the lower parts of the earth is the redemption of the soul of man that is present in the death of the Lord Jesus which is the treasury of gold silver and precious stones the death of the lord jesus is the treasury of gold silver and precious stones called to be the building materials for the foundation and building of our salvation in christ jesus
0: where it says that the
3: lower parts of the earth
0: will will shout aloud, for you have need of endurance,
3: so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise endurance is when we're in the in the death of the lord jesus for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry now now the just shall live by faith but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him but we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul hebrews ten thirty
0: six through 39 and so again the tool for collaboration is the format of the
3: confessions of the faith of the heart
0: when you shout aloud,
3: is subjugate evil to blow the trumpet of victory over evil, to raise the banner of victory over evil, turn the strongholds of evil into ruins. Jesus, with his resurrection, destroyed
0: the
3: strongholds of evil.
0: That's why it says, shout aloud the lower parts of the
3: earth. Mountains is the redemption of the body of man, whose members are given into service to righteousness. Such a righteousness is the symbol of good or fertile soil, able to receive the seed of promise and grow the fruit of righteousness. Romans 6 19 through 22 for just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness for when you were slaves of sin you were free in regard to righteousness what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed because The end of things is death, but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. Romans six nineteen through twenty two. Forest growing upon the hills and all of the trees in it is the promise grown in the fertile soil. Oftentimes you will see in Scripture when you see the the mountains, uh, and when you look in Hebrew where the the mountains that's talking about a fertile soil. And so the tool of collaboration with the Holy Spirit is the format
0: of the confessions of the faith of the heart. What does it
3: mean in the original
0: where it says
3: to shout aloud from joy and when it returns, and this specifically is in regards to the mountains and the forests, to proclaim the faith of the heart, confess the faith of the heart,
0: (laughs) to uh, fear? the council
3: of the Gentiles to implement the law that is contained in redemption obedience that is revealed in shouting aloud allows God to collaborate with us in casting off the old man with his deeds and renewing the aspect of our mind with the spirit of our might and dressing our body into the new person created in accordance to God in Christ Jesus
0: Look here, Genesis 7,
3: 5 through 12, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters were on the earth. So Noah with his son, his wife, and his son's wives went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up up, and the windows of heaven were opened and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights genesis 7 5 through
0: 12
3: i'm only reading this place i just want to show the symbol of what what's here he, when he went into the ark he went into death the death of the lord jesus if he would have remained there then he would have perished he needed to come out Out of that ark if you would have remained in that ark after the 40 days so when we cast off of ourselves the old man that means to offer yourself a living sacrifice acceptable to God when we studied together if you remember the most beautiful of women she says I cast off the uh, the cast off of myself my robe, how can I defile it again? And so this is uh, removing skin from an animal while it's still alive. a symbolizing of these things. As usually you, when you offer an animal, you slaughter it first and then remove the skin. But in this case, you, as a living animal, you're tearing off the skin. Casting off the old man is equal to tearing off the skin of an animal while it's still alive. For Noah, this was casting off the skin being in this ark when he was if today waves can reach 12 14 20 meters if you can imagine what kind of waves uh, when there was no mountain when the entire earth was filled with water waves were physically covering the ark it closed it entirely and he they inside with any spring, no light. He didn't know whether it was day or night. It's the scriptures say forty days and forty nights. Noah didn't know if these days or nights were over. It was dark. And he was there, he couldn't differentiate, and this continual tossing to and
0: from.
3: And then some, suddenly started getting quieter and, quieter and quieter and quieter, and suddenly the ark stopped and was standing. And then he
0: opened the top of the ark and saw the light and then with the help
3: of a raven and a dove he, und- he knew he could dress into the new person and, and-, and exited out of the ark when we co- When we are finally dressed, the reason we're in the ark is because why is it uh, shouting aloud? It's noisy. Why is it saying these things? Because here
0: it's showing
3: the, the fact that we need to come out of the death of Christ. We need to rise out. uh, concentrate upon the resurrection. If we will not uh, uh, wait for the resurrection, if we will not talk about it, confess it, we will never be dressed into our new person.
0: (coughs) The second component contained in keeping and developing the fruit of upright joint prayer is
3: celebrating the Feast of Booths. Nehemiah 8 17 through 18 so the whole assembly of those who had returned from the captivity made booths and sat under those booths for since the day of Joshua the son of Nun until the day of children of Israel had not done so and there was very great gladness how to keep this joy and develop it also day by day from the first day until the last day he read from the book of the law of God and they kept the feast seven days and on the eighth day there was a sacred assembly according to the prescribed manner
0: I, I think all
3: of us know what booths are booths are tents or a temporary made house from branches of beautiful trees palm branches and wide branches of trees
0: returning from cap-
3: captivity because the people returned from the captivity then they made these booths and began to celebrate this feast and the sons of Israel hadn't done this yet. Returning from captivity is a symbol of casting off the old man with his deeds, or a symbol of deliverance from slavery of our corrupt desires. Also on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for seven days. On the first day there there shall be a Sabbath rest, and on the eighth day a Sabbath rest. You shall take for yourselves on the first day of the fruit of the fruit of beautiful trees branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willow of the brook and you shall rejoice before the lord your god for seven days you shall keep it as a feast to the lord for seven days in the year it shall be a statute forever <clears throat> in your generation you shall celebrate it in the seventh month you shall dwell in booths for seven days all who are native israelite shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that i made the children of israel dwell in booths when i brought them out of the land of israel egypt i am the lord your god leviticus 23 39 to 43 so the celebration of the booths or the feast of the booths is a clear uh, symbol of the future promise that is in our co- in the covenant that is made between god and man demonstrating Uh, Dressing into the new person. And so once they had exited out, once they were uh, returning back from the captivity, they needed to make this new person, make these booths. Abiding within these uh, booths of palm trees is a symbol of the grace of God that has reigned in our heart by the uh, justification of Christ that we received into our heart, that also converted into uh, righteousness. So that as it reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord Romans five
0: twelve
3: we know righteousness is uh, the palm tree is a symbol of righteousness and in Hebrew the palm tree is righteousness or symbol of it also
0: Tamar or Tamara which means righteousness. Why was the
3: first Jericho destroyed? Because this was a righteousness according to the law and not the righteousness according to grace. God destroyed that righteousness so that he can, he broke those tablets of the covenant to create new tablets of the covenant to establish the righteousness that is based upon the new covenant. And so that is the symbol of those branches from which we need to make the booths. Abiding in the booths of the, wider branches as a symbol of the promise received by us in the blood of the cross of Christ called to protect us from the
0: heat of the sun
3: now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when i strike the land of egypt exodus 12:13. god showed that in these those uh, wider branches they protect from the heat of the sun and the wider it is, the better it is, for, uh, or the more shade it provides so that you can go under it.
0: Abiding in the uh, booths, again where it says palm trees and the boughs of
3: leafy trees and willows of the brook, where it says willows, to abide uh, under the branches of the willows is uh, the symbol of the promise received by us in the blood of the cross of Christ protecting us
0: is, a,
3: is also a symbol of the life of, of Jesus Christ, where our branches dip into the waters as the willows do. Jeremiah 17:7-8. 7 Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. Third component contained in keeping and developing the fruit of upright joined prayer is the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, offering great sacrifices. Fruits, first fruits, and tithes.
0: 12, Nehemiah, the the Jerusalem, is now at the dedication
3: of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgiving and singing, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps, and the sons of the singers gathered together from the cour- countryside around Jerusalem, from the village of Nedophyte and from the house of Gilgal, and from the field of Geba and Azmutheth. For the singers had built themselves villages all around Jerusalem, and the priests and Levites purified themselves and purified the People to gate in the walls. So I brought the leaders of Judah up on the wall and appointed two large thanksgiving choirs. And that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard afar off. And at the same time, some were appointed over the rooms of the storehouses for the offerings, the first fruits, and the tithes, to gather into them from the fields of the cities the portions specified by the law for the priests and Levites. For Judah rejoiced over the priests and Levites who ministered. Both the singers and the gatekeepers kept the charge of their God and the charge of the purification according to the command of David and Solomon his son.
0: In Hebrew, the word sanctification or dedication,
3: in this case the dedication of the the wall, shows a very active and sacral uh, thought, and this is taking part. Uh, The sanctification, the definition of it is dedication, a festive discovery, to throw down, to cast down, to depose, to overthrow, to place a foundation, to establish, to restore a covenant with God. Sanctification or dedication of the wall in this case is, is dedication and a celebration
0: or festive revelations in this case. And so the start of such a
3: dedication was the removal of sin, removal of love for money or dependence upon money, which is the root of all kinds of evil. And so evidence of this kind of sanctification was turning back to God, that is, a joyful offering to God of tithes and
0: offerings in praise and gladness, Malachi 3:7-10 confirms this thought
3: to the Jews it was joyful to watch the Levites and the priests when they were offering their tithes yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinance and have not kept them return to me and I will return to you says the Lord of hosts but you said in what way shall we return bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now on this says the Lord of hosts if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Malachi 3, 7, and 10. We know that the wall is perfection. When a person is built to perfection, from the above uh, mentioned incident and the book of Malachi, our tithes and offerings are uh, tightly knit to The dedication of the wall of Jerusalem where our heart becomes capable of hearing the revelation of the Holy Spirit and God from his side receives the, receives grounds to be able to hear our voice and respond to our prayers. Amen. Our time is up. Let us pray. We will thank God, however who is comfortable to sit, uh, kneel, however who is comfortable. This is worship in spirit and we will pray.
0: Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ we worship before you again and again upon
3: this holy place that
0: your hand has appointed to hear your
3: the voice of your people and that your people may hear your voice we thank you that we can hear your voice upon this place and we thank you that you hear our voice and that you respond to us and that you are on our side because we
0: have begun to fulfill the interests of your will we have become
3: your warriors we have left everything and followed after you so that you can show your glory and allow us to be garmented into the new person our heart with gladness and joy has received this promise and is growing it waiting when you find it need The time to dress our body into this new person. Just as you at one time had made the pearly
0: gates. Coating
3: this small pebble into your coats of pearl. Being in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where we lost our house, our nation, our house and our soul. We
0: are
3: separated, we are in suffering, and sometimes don't understand what's going on with us. If we only understand that we are within your death and will thank you for the opportunity and privilege to suffer with you, to reign with you.
0: According to your word and your will, you gave your son. Allowed him to die so that we can
3: cast off the old man with his deeds. And you resurrected him so that we can be dressed into the new person. So may your blessing now come in the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Allow your holy people
0: in the death of your son, Jesus Christ, to identify. With
3: you, so that, that they can identify with you in the, you your death and your resurrection, and your resurrection so you could show to this world on Church earth before the rapture of your bride who is the true light,
0: who, true light, who
3: you favor. You said, I will make it that those who say of themselves, they're Jews, but are not so, but are lie, and a synagogue of Satan, will come and bow themselves at your feet, because they will know that I have loved you. You will show the difference between those who serve you and those who don't serve you. The great God, almighty and powerful, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, show the difference between those who honor you with their tithes and offerings, and those who do not honor you.
0: And may your mercy be upon
3: your sons and daughters,
0: and your glory, may your
3: will be fulfilled. I know that you didn't just give your son. He paid a price, and you greatly desire to dress your children into the resurrection of your son, into their new person. You had this goal, from the beginning, thousands of years, you saw this, and you can do this, because you are vigilant over your word that you have magnified above all your names. And if you said, then you will do so, this is possible. We from our side have received your words. We believe in it, and we trust in it, and we worship before you, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come.
1: Your
0: will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
3: Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors.
0: And do not lead us
3: into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
0: А теперь провозгласим наш неизменный манифест могущему же, соблюсти нас и поставить пред славою непорочными в радости, единому, премудрому Богу, спасителю нашему через Иисуса Христа.